We refuse to blame in the system. We refuse to be defeated in the system. Jesus is our focus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Oh, thank you, my Father. That was a short prayer break. I'm continuing. Okay, first of all, let me ask. From what I shared before, the first thing I shared, um, has anyone made any decision? You made a decision. Okay. I want to hear a decision. Yeah. Remember what I said? The message makes no sense until you make a decision, until you have a part to play. So, Marlene, from what I shared, have you made a decision? What I, what I, who else has made a decision? Please stand. Yeah. Okay. Who else? Anyone here who has made a decision? All right, please stand. Okay. So I'll listen to one, two, three, four. Okay, I'll listen to five. So, let's start. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Any decision you made? Yes, please, sir. So, sir, with regards to what you said about not discouraging the brethren, I made a decision with regards to where I work, that if maybe everyone is doing something that is of the world, and there are other brethren around, as in who are in church, but maybe not in church here, I should be the first one to stand out, so that yes. they also see a Christian who is sticking to the word of God. Yes. That's, that's the decision I've taken. You know, very important thing you said. You know, at workplaces, eh, sometimes they say it. You come in to the workplace and you start, because you just came in, you are sharing rhapsody, you are, you are sharing, you tell you, we've seen people like this before. They came, they came, the household like that, and now they, they, are, they are dancing with us, they are doing things. Yeah. So anytime you go to a place like that, it's a challenge. What people don't realize is that when you went there, God sent you there. And the system has only one thing. The system wants you to bow. The system wants you to bow. Refuse to bow. Okay. Thank you, Amari. Imagine that there was a Christmas person in a, in a certain office. They told her, they had to tell her, say, ah, are you, are you really from Christmas? The people in the office were like, from The person said, yes. He said, you have never shared Rhapsody here. Shame. What decision did you make? Um, thank you for the opportunity, Pastor. Um, I decided to change the way that I decided to start making choices based on not only on my members, but also on the people, in the people at home, because it took a lot for me to be attending church here, and my family is watching me constantly, and at first I, I just put it aside because I'm like, you will not find anything. But I realized that um, when I'm out of service at home, sometimes I make some decisions that are not actually 
bright. And one person who watches me a lot is my little brother, who is not really Christian. And sometimes you hey, you stop praying, hey, you stop doing this, like things like that. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, and at first I put it aside, but I'm, I've made a decision to stop that. I'm going back to the things I used to do, and I'm going to make myself how I was before, like praying every day, making sure I'm listening to podcasts because even when I'm listening, he's there. Mm. So that could uh, that could actually change him mm. and make some like he. <clears throat> it's amazing, amazing that the, the the guy is even noticing, telling you, you know, these things I'm telling you are actually very true and very real. They are watching. They just won't say anything. They are really watching you. And I used to come to church very regularly. Then I remember one time I missed. When I missed, the next week he also stopped going to church. Because when I come to church regularly, he also goes to church. So mm -hmm. that day I missed. The next week he also decided not to go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... <laughs> Why discourage you the heart of your brethren? I'm telling you, people are watching. Careful. Be careful. There are some graces God will never give to you because of some of these things. Let me, let me give you an example. If you stand where I'm standing, hmm, and I ever, I'll use wedding again as an example, and I'm doing my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I play secular music. Do you know what I've done to all of you? Think about it. Think about it. If I play secular music in my wedding, do you know what I've done to all of you? Do you know what I've done to, and, and not only you, and all the thousands of young people listen to me, they all think, ah, ah. Say, yeah, 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 they need too much, cry. I've destroyed them. I've destroyed them. So before God brought me to come and stand here, he has vetted me, I've burned through, is there? I have vetted and approved yeah. by FDA. <laughs> you see, I, you understand? So there's some people that are crying, God, make me like this. Because God sees it, you are not approved. Because you, your, your, your consecration is not there yet. Thank you. What's your decision? Please, my name is Prince Atta, Church One, Chosen Fellowship, please. Thank you, Pastor Seth, for the opportunity. Uh, please, uh, when I've, I've decided to forsake the things of this world, because you, you said something, that famine, <laughs> famine took, famine took uh, Abraham to Egypt. Then it's occurred to me, there was this one other time also, you said Moses forsook the things of Egypt. Whilst Abraham was going to Egypt for famine, Moses was also leaving the riches of Egypt to the wilderness as well. So I've decided to forsake the things of this world. And you also said, the fire you don't have, you can't give to someone. So if I'm trying to win souls and I'm trying to bring people into the kingdom of God and then I'm not trying to consecrate myself well and also do the things rightly, how can I also win people and then make them also go in the things of Christ as well? Thank you, Pastor. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's go. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. I'm Joseph Kadash Fellowship. Um, sir, yeah. 
It's a story I want to share, but then... Story? No, it... Bring me a chair. <laughs> Right, okay, so, so uh, there was these guys, uh, they were my friend, and uh, we grew together, we schooled together, but then along the way, they, they diverted into this fraud, fraud thing. I wasn't happy with it, so I distanced myself, and they were, they were also not happy with me distancing myself. They actually used diabolical means to do that. Mm. So, in all those period, and I always thank God for an amazing cell leader I have, Sister Tabra. Uh, is that you thank God for your amazing cell leader who? Sister Tabra. Sister Eunice. Sister Eunice Tabra. Tabra. Wow. Go ahead. And, and so I, I I spoke to her about it, and she was like, I should just keep coming to church. Because I was swaying away. So it was just last week I came back to church. Yes. Just after a couple of Sundays, I missed church. Because I was trying to bring them to church. And it wasn't... Okay, you were trying to win them. Yes. And they were winning you. Yes. You know, you know what, what, I, what just happened? The view. You pitch your tent let me tell you something. It's a good advice I got. Eh? This is a very good advice I got when I got born again. I told the man of God, I said, I'm going to win all my friends. He said, don't focus on that now. Focus on you, yourself. Abraham, listen, Abraham did not have to enter Sodom. Listen, Abraham did not have to enter Sodom to save Sodom. Hey, lift your right hand. Are you seeing Abraham did not have to enter Sodom to save Sodom. Abraham stayed in his place. God came to meet him concerning Sodom. It was his mitigation that even saved Lot. Let me tell you something. There are some social media. When you see that it is taking you back into the world, delete it. You won't die. Oh, we need social media to win. So, are you Jesus Christ? <laughs> I just woke up one day and I left WhatsApp. I, I left. No premeditation. I just woke up and I said, I've left. But I realized that it takes my time. I realized that it takes my time. I just deleted it. Thank God you're back. <laughs> Listen. You might see them in cars. Hmm? You might see them in whatever it is. Keep your eye on God. I'm about to share with you seven characteristics of heroes of faith. You see it. Keep your eye on God. Keep your eye on God. You see? Keep your eye on God. So that when we get into heaven and we read that book, Heroes of Faith, we will see our names in there. I get me. Love you. In fact, come and hug me. Come and give me a hug. You are welcome back. And I'll come back. And God will use you mightily. Wow. Talk to me. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. <laughs> Let's go. Sir, please, I'm Joanna, and I'm from Teen Church. Wow. 
um, sir, please, I realized when I went to campus last semester, it's like I always wanted to pray. I, I, I couldn't explain it. It's like every moment I want to pray. So every evening, I used to go to these addicts. Then I would pray to the next morning and come back to my room. I was doing that for like from January to February. But every time I go, my roommates tell me I'm going to sleep at a boy's place. So I decided to overlook it because when I was in high school and uh, I was uh, having, I, I, had, I had a cell in high school. I had so many things. They used to tell me, they used to call me a witch and other things because we used to pray and other things. So it's not the first time I've heard that thing before. But as it became like rampant. It got to a place, they'll bring their friends to their room. I'm going for uh, maybe a friend is having a crusade. I'm going there and they're like, I'm going to my boyfriend's place because I braided my hair long or I'm nails or something. <laughs> so I told my sister, my sister is a cell leader in church. So I called and I told her, um, my roommates are disturbing me. I don't like that. And if they keep on saying it, I'll, I, I don't like it when, it's not like I don't want people to talk about me, but then it was becoming too much. So, my so sister, all of us, we don't like people <laughs> talking about us. So you are right, I agree with you. So my sister said, immediately I told her she was in the, um, in the kitchen, and Holy Ghost told her that he's training me, and they are trying to stop it, and I should not allow them. So she came to, she even, because of that, she, moved, she came to campus, she came to me. And she came to speak to me about it. And then I was like, okay. But when she left, it's like, I told myself, okay, I used to go uh, Monday, Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday, every evening. But then I was like, because sometimes, because of the way they complain, when I come back, don't, don't even open the doors. I have to sleep outside. <laughs> so because of that, I told myself that I'll reduce the time. Like, maybe I'll start going twice in a week. I'll start going to the next twice in a week. And as let, time let, when, let, 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 me, let me guess the rest. <laughs> Once you reduce it, everything will stop. Yes, it stopped. And now I was struggling. <laughs> I was like... You will now be struggling to pray. Yes, to pray. Even um, just to pray for maybe my members or like just two hours. It was very difficult. Yeah. I used to struggle to pray. Yeah. So when um, Pastor Olga held a, a, a sermon, one service, and she told us that the spirit of prayer is coming to some of us. I took it really personal because it's like... Uh, if, every evening, I just feel like I should go and pray. I go there, I pray, I fall asleep. Uh, there was this lady, she knew me, so every time she you comes to You pray or you fall asleep? No, I think when I go to Lisa Lex and I pray, I got, it became so, um, it, because it was recurring, there was this lady who always used to wake me up at six. Because she's thinking I have class to go and I'm still, like, maybe I'll pray to like from 10 to 12, or 10 to 3, then I'll sleep. Like, Where? At least Alex. Hey. They used to come and see me. You used to see her there. Okay, go ahead. So, as they kept on saying it, I stopped. Like, I decided to reduce the time, like, twice a week or something. So, when, after Pastor Oga prayed for us, she laid hands on us. Then I told Holy Ghost that I want that thing back. When I went home, I decided to push, like, the back, just the three weeks. And I realized it's coming back, so I'm happy. So, I've made up my mind that my roommates, they don't go to church. I've tried to bring it, but they don't, I won't worry myself again. I'll just. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll just be praying, like, for them, interceding at them, but I won't try and push them because they, they, they don't want. They, one girl used to go to church and she has even stopped completely, so the three of them don't go at all. So it's like, even if I'm going to church, they comment, but I, I, I tend to, I don't, I overlook it. 
So this semester, I made up my mind that I'm going back. Even if it's difficult, I'll push to. I become That's the it. person. Like, and listen, they will follow you to church. They will follow you to church. There are, there are just some things you need to do. Be praying for them, but also be extra loving. You people have a rooster of cleaning, right? No, I do all the cleaning. <laughs> yes. No, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Sometimes, sometimes you go out, buy them a gift. And say, oh, I, was, uh, I saw something, I bought it for you. You see, this is it. When you come to the house of God, we see the grace of God. The people of the world don't see the grace of God. What do they see? They see your Christianity. We read the Bible, they read us. So our conduct when we are with people is more important than our prayers. They will see you praying. You know, when you do, malaba, malaba, malaba. Now, now that pastor has even brought to incantations. The one best three, Imagine you are praying, coca. Hey, Coca Cola. You understand? Akarosha, Akarosha, Akarosha. So they will be looking at you and they, they can even mimic your tongues or mimic you or laugh at you. I don't understand something. That's the way the devil is. Let me tell you something. They wish they were like you. They, really, they just won't tell you. They won't admit. Let me tell you, if you isolate one of them, you will realize it. These things, I've seen them over and over. I was in a school before. I had roommates. They all were not going to church. They were all sinners. You understand? All of them were sinners. Let me tell you, I noticed that when they are all together, they'll mock me. When I isolate one of them, I realize that he needs God. And they open up to you when you isolate them. When they are together, forget it. No, none of them wants to agree with you so that you no, 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 no. It's a it's group, group mock. So, so if they are just doing it together. Let me tell you, if you isolate one of them, you realize that they are going through things deep down. They won't talk to you about it. So I've told you, be extra loving. Sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll come, you know, you give them, give them something. They are trying to do something. So let me help you. Your conduct. Once you sit in a room and they are talking about certain things, you also sit down. They'll never take you serious. The way you carry yourself, your, the way you carry yourself there will make a lot of difference. Do you understand? You know, there's, there's, there's a way you know a Christian. There's a certain piety about a Christian. We don't talk about everything. Even if I will make a comment about something, you know, there's, there's, there's a way I will make it. There's a certain piety. It's like a piousness. A glory about a Christian. Let me tell you, as you keep doing that, your conduct is right. Your pray for them. One day, God will deliver all of them into your hand. One day, one day, just one day, God will deliver all of them. A problem can happen, and you'll be the one who will solve it. Something can happen, and you'll help them. Those three people, you will bring all of them to church. You understand? I've just told you what to do. Let your conduct. Just be correct. Because I said, they don't read the Bible. We read the Bible, they read us. Some people will never experience Jesus. We are the only Jesus they will ever experience. You get it? It's like, it's like someone trying to make a change at home. But you don't cook. You don't do anything. Your mother will never take you serious. When you finish, you want to prophesy to her. You dad don't cook. You understand? 
You that you will never take you serious. I will pray, 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 pray. If I don't, the times I was living with my parents, if I don't arrange something well, they, they, they are coming to my church going, sorry, so, so, what, what? but I'm like, how's that, how's that my church got to do with this thing? They are telling you something. That, hey, when you are in church, I don't see. The prayer, you're not praying to me. What I can see is your conduct. So there are some things you have to be doing intentionally. If you are a person who is scattered, you have to start arranging yourself. Because they have to see it with you. You understand? Now, when they say you are going to your boyfriend's place, smile and go. Let them think so. Are you going there? No. Of course, you are going to your boyfriend, the Holy Ghost. (laughs) You understand? God will easily deliver them into your hands. One day, just one day. You lay hands on them, the power of God will be everywhere. Yeah. God bless you. Take the last one from you. Hi, everyone. I'm Chioma. Chioma? Yeah. Wow. From International Church and Church One. International Church? And Church One. Go ahead. I decided that I'm going to serve God. I decided I'm going to diligently seek God and serve Him because... I know that my lifestyle before I was born again was not pleasing to God. So when I came to Christ, I know that he was calling me to start sharing my testimonies because I don't think I really have any friends who are saved or born again. And so God wanted me to share my testimony with them. But I was nervous. And at the same time, I'm not someone who likes to be put out there, like tell you what to do or feel like I have the right because I felt guilty and shameful because I was like, who am I to tell someone, you know, something about God when I was not living a holy lifestyle? So I felt like I would be judged or people would not listen to me, you know. So I decided that I was going to start sharing my testimonies on social media. But I was nervous and I felt like it would not make any importance in anyone's life and no one would listen to me. And it's not important, but I know God has been showing me and letting me know that it's very, very important, even if it saves one person, to share your testimony and to let people know what Christ has done in your life and how you've been saved is so important. So I decided that I'm going to start um, from today. I'm going to start sharing my testimony and continue sharing my testimony. I'm really just not care, not necessarily like not care because that may sound disrespectful, but in the sense where I have to please God before I can please man. So I've decided from today that I'm going to continue sharing what God has placed in my heart to do to help him win souls back to his kingdom because they are the most important thing to him. And God also showed me that everyone that he sees here are his children. So when you meet people, whether they're Christian or whether they're not Christian, whether they've offended you or whether they haven't offended you, they're still his children and he deserves, he, he desires that they come back to him. So God has shown me how important it is to share the message, to share the word. And even if you're being mocked, even if I'm being mocked or being laughed at or people say, oh, look at you, look at how you used to live before and now you're trying to say you're holy or you're Christian. That really affected me before, but now... From hearing this, and I think hearing the word and listening to the word over and over again, I've been strengthened now to do what God has called me to do and not really care about what anyone says. Praise God. 
So then, beautiful testimony and um, beautiful action plan. Um, eliminate, I'm nervous from your communication from today because preaching the gospel is not by our ability. We are filled with the Spirit to do it. And guess what? Anyone who is filled with the Spirit is bold. When you are timid, you're nervous, you're not full of the Spirit. When you're full of the Spirit, there's this boldness you cannot explain. There was one day I was, I was in a VIP bus, and while I was there, sitting there, I wanted to preach. I could feel the knowledge, preach, 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 but I was shaking, especially because I thought everybody in there could not fluently speak English. How am I going to preach in three? Because I read the Bible in English, so how am I going to translate? So if I, for God's sake, I have to translate this, say, you know, you know that all that was not concerned. I was thinking about many things. And then God said, okay, pray. So we're on the bus. For one hour, I was kneeling by my, my seat, praying in tongues. And I, of course, I didn't shout. You know how we do that one. So I was, for one hour. So we got to lend that door, and people started coming down. That's when I noticed that the one hour was up. After that one hour of prayer, I'm like, today is today. It's literally like you smoked. When you are full of the Holy Spirit. It's like, where's the devil now? Now everybody sat down. I stood up. I preached. I preached in English. The reception. As I was preaching, so bold. Jesus wants you saved. Jesus wants you. Then you start hearing, amen. 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 So, you get it. Whatever you want to go and share, and I know this uh, will, will be important for every other person as well. You see, when you're going to share, don't stop looking at yourself. You want to share the word of God. Stop looking at yourself. I don't know. I'm feeling timid. I'm feeling shy. You are still looking at yourself. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Be filled with the Spirit. When you are filled with the Spirit, overflowing with words, you go for your cell meeting and you know today I'm full. You get it? You go, you go out to preach and you are so full of the Holy Spirit. You're no longer looking at how timid you are. No, 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 no. Even me as a pastor, if I don't get filled with the Spirit, I don't go out to preach because you make no impact. People have heard the thing you want to go and say. They've heard it over and over again. They've heard Jesus loves you. Ah, ah. What makes a difference? What makes it fresh in their ears is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So lean more to the, to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You said you want to share your story. It's good, but your story is not powerful. The power of the Holy Spirit makes it. You see, it's not about you at all. It's not about us. It's about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. All right. I won't take two questions. What was the question? Two questions. Yeah. Thank you, sir, for this opportunity. My name is Manasia, Church 3, Theos Fellowship. Um, I wanted to ask that if you have a group of friends and they used to listen to you, they see how pious you are, like you're so involved in your Christianity and, and all that. And along the line, they notice the changes that you're not so much into it and they don't really listen to you like before and all that, like things have changed. Is there a way to get it back? Very hard. Let me show you scripture. If I say it's impossible, there's nothing impossible in this kingdom, but it's very hard. 
Does the scripture come into my spirit? Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Look at verse 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. Give it to me in the living Bible. Give it to me in the living Bible. Did you see that? It is harder to win back the friendship of an offended brother than to capture a fortified city. What's he telling you? To win back somebody you were impacting, then you backslide. If he is not mature enough to know, oh, you were probably going through a phase or the devil was attacking you or whatever it is. You want to win the person back very hard, but it's not impossible. Most of the time, what the Holy Spirit is likely to do, I'm not saying it's, it's impossible, but what the Holy Spirit is likely to do is you keep praying for the person, God will send somebody else to the person. Let me tell you something. The people you are impacting, be very careful. Be very careful. Very careful. Don't discourage the heart of the brethren. There are many things I endure because of brethren. There are some things I might want to lash out at them, but I have to gather myself in because so many people are watching me. There's decisions I want to take, but I cannot because... I have to care about brethren. There are some decisions that if I take, it might mar their understanding of the gospel forever. There are some statements if I make, it might change them forever. Because I noticed something. Many of you quote me. So imagine I'm saying the wrong thing. So sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes the Spirit of God helps you and you are able to. That was it's not impossible, but it's hard. That for that one, that's the truth. Very, very good example. Let's say maybe you're a, you're a female cell leader. A soul you are trying to win, you sleep with a soul. You can never win him. Because while you are trying to win the soul, a soul now won you. You got into what? Sports. <laughs> what will you tell him? What will you tell him again? <laughs> so you even feel heavy to talk to the person about the church yeah what will you say Jesus has forgiven us let's all go to church what will you say we'll never take you serious never take you serious let me put this in context if a man wants to bow to something if a man is going to bow at something, when I say man, I don't mean in the generic sense, like a man, a man, male, wants to bow to something, it is either it is going to benefit him or it is greater than him. Hmm? If a man is going to bow to something, you understand? So let's say you, are, you, you might eventually end up as the person's cell leader. So if he's going to listen to your leadership, Follow what you would say. If he's going to bow to what you what you are, once he sleeps with you, forget it. You are degraded in his sight. You get it. I'm just. I'm not saying that's what you are saying. I'm just 
putting that in context as well. Because that's also something that you have to pay attention to. See, someone might ask, what about the other way around? The other way around, sometimes they get away with it. But even that one's safe. Unless you really carry something. Unless you are really carrying something that is something. Because the person who used to respect you, maybe you are the person solid that you are preaching. Today I'm sharing with you about Abraham and Lot. Person was listening to you before. Now you have something to do with the person. You come and sit down and say, Today I'm talking about the four kinds of holiness. <laughs> maybe we have a text to me. <laughs> do you understand? So, the conduct really matters. And he said, don't discourage the heart of the brethren. So there are some places you don't step. Evening will go deeper. Thank you. Thank you. Have I answered you? Yes, please. Yeah. People like that, even if you are praying for them, you can hand them over to somebody. Is it? Yes, please. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. My name is Caleb, and I'm from Teens Church. Teens Church? Yes, please. So my question is, um, you, you spoke about not fitting into the system and letting the system have power over you. Yeah. How about a person who like works in a space, let's say um, someone who works in the creative industry, where let's say the person's a dancer, or the person works with secular people where they have to work in a lot with probably secular music and all that. How do they work in such a system and not allow all that gets to them? Thank you, sir. Number one, this is a very controversial one, but this is my answer to you. I've already answered it in the statement I made. Consecration is in levels. There's a place you get to with God, you cannot be there. There's a place you get to in God. If you are going to be there, God must send you there. Can the person defend that God sent him there? There are some systems before you can enter, like political system, God must send you there. If you are, if you are going on the ticket of, I'm going to make a, an impact for God, God must send you. Otherwise, you come back crippled. <laughs> At the time you come back, you are more corrupt than those who are inside there. God must send you there. And if God is going to send somebody like that there, God will raise the person for that. So the person, all through his upbringing, God has worked on him. You know, he has gone through many things. He has been raised for that purpose. So you see someone like Esther. Everything surrounding Esther was supporting that, what she was going to do. Mordecai was there to advise her. The family she came for was also good. So you see, she was raised for that. So... What did Mordecai said? Who knows? God raised you up for a time like this. So you see, she was not um, intoxicated with the things that were going on in the temple. She was still mindful. Remember when she wanted to go and see Atazeses? She said that, I'm going to fast three days. The woman didn't forget to fast when she was in the king's palace. But there are people, they get in places like this and they blend in and they become worse than the people in there. Jesus Christ said it. He told the Pharisees, he said, you can pass land and sea to make a, a proselyte. 
That means to win a soul who is not a Jew. He said, you make the person twice the son of hell than yourselves. So when it comes to things like that, the consecration is in levels. There are some places you know that I have come to its end. I cannot continue from here. Oh, maybe that is my craft. It depends on your level of consecration. So you decide if you are there. I'll answer more of this in my next seven characteristics of. Go there, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, you, think that, you think I'll not preach it? All right. Number one, characteristic of the heroes of faith. Point number one, everything is about God. Remember what I said about the heroes of faith? You know, I said when Jesus talked about the faith of speaking and receiving, that faith really is, it was a training, all right, for the real thing. Because you will notice something about when they started mentioning the heroes of faith. Nobody, eh, nobody who said and received something appeared. Lift your right hand. Say, I'm a hero of faith. Nobody who said, oh, I received land and you got land. None of them appeared. Because that is not the real example. You can say, oh, I receive house. Did you receive house? I receive this money. I receive money. Because you are, you are going to need that to do something. Now look at something. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the others obtain a good report. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which will appear. Verse 4. Look at it. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Hold on. Go to the next verse, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had to... Look to verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God. Verse 7. By faith, Noah being one of God. Are you seeing something? Common denominator is what? God. Heroes, for heroes of faith, everything is about God. I did this for God. I did this because of God. I went here because of God. I made this decision because of God. Everything was about faith. How they entered Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. How they entered there was because of God. Not because they wanted something, but because of God. They plugged themselves into God. Their whole life, everything revolved around God. Noah's life it revolved around God. Now, we are living in a world where people will tell you, oh, do this for yourself, do this for yourself. A hero of faith is not thinking of doing something for himself. He's thinking about God. And in turn, God begins to think about him. God. For a hero of faith, everything is about God. Everything is about God. Everything is about God. They have come to realize that God is a real God. He's a true God. That if you have given everything to God, you gave it to God. How do people 
give to God and later think they gave to church. That means these people never truly had a relationship with God. Because if you truly had a relationship with God, you can identify, I know when God receives something I've, I've given. I know it. Let me help you on how to do that. If you want to know God's response on something that has happened, whether you made a giving or you did something, you want to know God's response. If I want to know how God thinks or how God is responding about something, I use my spirit to check. Let me, let me tell you how it, that's done. When the Holy Spirit prays, do you see him praying? How does he pray? Through us. Oh, you don't know this basic thing? If the Holy Spirit is praying, how will he pray? So that means God can express his emotions through us. So always be very, very attentive. When you go for soul winning, have you noticed that most of the time when you come back from soul winning, you are full of joy? It is not your joy. That's God expressing that I'm happy. Usually, actually, it is not you. Have you ever gone to give money when you gave, you were so happy? It is not you. That's not you expressing that joy. God is bearing witness. You will see it with Abel. Bible says he obtained witness. God bear witness to him that what you did was accepted. Everything is about God. For hero of faith, everything is about God. Everything is about God. They think about God. You see, they think about God. They think about what God is thinking, what God is doing. Everything is about God. I mean, you will go through one by one. You will never see anybody who did anything for himself that has appeared over there. Everything was about God. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever sat down to say, okay, this is for God. I'm going to do this particular thing and it is for God. Like one time I, I told, you know, like I said, there are levels in consecration. I told somebody, I said, I said, can you set up a business? And say, this business I've set up, everything that comes from it, from it is for God. Because already, your personal business, God is sharing the income with you. Some is for you, you give God some. Okay, can we go a step further and say, okay, I'm going to start another one. I'm not going to stop this one, but I'm going to start another one. This one I'm starting between me and God. It is a hallowed thing, by evening we'll look at it. I want, I want to give God, I want to give, it's like an altar. That business now becomes like an altar. God takes responsibility for the business. He runs the business with you. He knows that everything that comes out is for him. You will be shocked at the things you see. Abraham had the intelligence of altars. Everywhere he got to, he will mount an altar. Because God does not alight everywhere. Mm. God is everywhere, but he does not alight everywhere. <laughs> By evening, I'm sure we can look at it. God, read the scriptures. He's a spirit. And he can lay claim to something. Like I said tonight, we'll look at it. He can lay claim to something. You say you have given God this thing. He lays claim to it. You say, this is for me. How did Hannah's miracle happen? How did it happen? The, the lady has been looking for a child for so long. How did it happen? 
when she included God, God responded. There was a convergence. Before she was looking for a child to spite Penina. But later she said, okay, God, I'm not going that way again. Okay, God, you need a prophet, I need a son. Let's agree. God said, fine. I give you a son, you make him my prophet. Listen. Hannah had children afterwards. We don't know them till today. The one that God was involved in, we know him till today. God. A hero of faith always considers God in everything. What does God think about this business I'm going to do? What, God, what does God think about this job? What does God think about this place I'm going? What does God think about it? Number one, everything is about God. Number two, what God wants is their pursuit. Faith is not just speaking. Because people think, oh, I'll speak. And faith. No, 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 it's not just speaking. Go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, <laughs> it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe. Great. Great. Must believe. Is that all? No. He must believe that he is. And what? He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. It takes a pursuit to walk with God. It takes a pursuit. There are some things that you have to pursue as when it regards God. You have to pursue. It will be as though, ah, but this thing is for God. I should have gotten easily. No, you have to pursue it. Even though you are doing it for God, you have to pursue it. What does the Bible tell us? It says, God will now reward the pursuit. He says he's a rewarder. So he doesn't only reward believing, he rewards pursuits. So he's a rewarder of them that diligently pursue him. So those people, the heroes of faith, they see what God wants and they begin to pursue it. They see what God wants and they begin to pursue it. They see what God wants and they begin to pursue it. Hmm. 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 What does God want? Then they begin to pursue it. To pursue it. Point number three. Look at something. Sometimes, <laughs> I'll give you the point and I'll explain. Point number three. They have weighed God and chosen God. Hebrews eleven twenty four. They have weighed God and chosen God. Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing right to suffer, suffer affliction with the people of God and to enjoy the pleasures of for a season. Verse 25. Esteeming. Now, you cannot say he has esteemed until he has weighed. Let me give you an example. Let's say you want to go and do something. I'm looking for a very good example. You want to go to a particular field of business. One is what you studied. The other is what is coming to your heart. One is what you studied. And you know that, no, I studied this. I know this thing. I can do this one. I can... Mm. This one, I understand all the things I have to do with it. Then you are praying and God is telling you, I want you to get into charcoal business. But you study statistics. 
They weigh God. They choose God. They weigh it. They weigh the options. Listen, if God has never brought you to a point where you have to weigh and choose, you have not been tested. Abraham came to that point. Here is what God said. Here is my son. You know, when we read these stories, I want you to, let's literally think about it. No, let's not even think about your son. It's too far. Your junior brother. Here is God's instruction. Here is my son. I'm going to make a choice. I have to be able to weigh God and say that God is more important than this one. Hey, it takes a lot. These men of faith, that's how they got there. No one look at it. He looked at them mocking everything. He just said, uh. The Bible calls them, he said, of whom the world was not worthy. The world was not worthy. As they walked in the world, the world was not worthy of them. They weighed God. And they chose God. 2014, I came to that point in my life. As I sat on my bed, I said, at this point, I'm going to follow God. If I perish, I perish. Most of those things, I said to them with tears in my eyes. They were not the easiest decisions to make. Because growing up, I also had dreams. Like everybody. My mom sitting here, I used to say, I want to be UN Secretary General. That's what I wanted to be. I really wanted to do that. And I was on my way. God hijacked me on the road. He said, live for me. Live for me. Will you leave everything and follow me? Will you leave everything and follow me? They weigh God and they choose God. They have weighed God. They have chosen God. They have looked at their emotions. They have looked at everything they feel. They have looked at everything they want. They've looked at everything. But here is a chance to appear in Hebrews 11. They weigh God. They choose God. I've looked at it. I've weighed God. I've weighed God with every other thing I wanted to be. Everything I wanted to do. Every other thing. I've weighed God. I've chosen God. One of the leaders who was in Model Church, I sent him to Tamale. He doesn't know anybody there. He doesn't know anybody there. I sent him to Tamale to go and start a church. He doesn't know anybody there. I've weighed God. I've chosen God. Of whom the world was not worthy. Some of them lived in caves. The world was not worthy of them. The world was not worthy of them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're about to orchestrate some big wins for God. Oh, Karamakison, Takira, Madeira, Koda, Bayakaka. Shagrosina batoka libra koda ba big wins for God, big wins for God, big wins for God. Leto kaba shika bara baba suka takaba ya, shata kaba ya bushi kabara te kaba suka takaba ya, she kabara te kasuka tarima suka baya, she kabara baba. Ah, that's the reason I do what I'm doing now. That's the reason. No matter the pressures it comes with, I stay. I stay with God. Stay with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've weighed God and I've chosen God. 
is worth it. He's worth it. Worth it. It's worth it. We spend so much on crusades. It's worth it. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, that I may win Christ, and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is of faith, that which through faith of Christ Jesus, through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Continue. Not as though I had already attained. Either way, already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Ah. Brethren, I count myself, I can't know myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting all those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Are you seeing? He weighs. He said, for Christ Jesus' sake, he said he suffered the loss of all things. So the loss of all things. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Far from you are all things. To you are all Deserve the glory. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Far from you are all. To you are all. You deserve the glory.
on God's side. They fought on God's side. That means this thing sometimes brings wars. Sometimes it becomes necessary to fight. many Christians have fought on the devil's army. They fought, they fought God. Many Christians have fought God. Such people don't appear here. Such people don't appear here. <laughs> they don't appear here. They fought on God's side. They fought on God's side. They stood on God's side. When, when, when the war came, they stood on God's side and they fought. Stood on God's side and he fought. Stood on God's side and he fought. Fought on God's side. There's a soul winning campaign, they fought on God's side. something the church wants to do. They fought on God's side. They stayed on God's side and they fought there. They fought there. They fought. They fought from God's side. The heroes of faith fought on God's side. I pray for you. you always remember God when it matters. Always remember God. I pray for you to always remember God. Never forget God. Never forget God. Thank you Lord Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost.
offering the Holy Ghost.
Oh, oh.